0: Uh, Devo I've known for about 20 years which is super odd to say that I've done anything for 20 years I just have to be honest some of you are like 20 like, I got shoes older than that but I don't <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm Pastor Carl uh, for those of you that don't know me uh, for the oh, don't, stop it I'm glad that you braved the weather this morning. If you're watching on live stream, ah, that was for you. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I want to start this morning with a pretty profound statement. Okay, this is a door. I know. All right, and I this is a decorative door. I didn't know this until my wife bought it for that purpose. So the goal for this is to hang it on our wall, and she's going to put, like, picture frames all around it, which I thought was very lovely, you know. But I, I, the reason I'm able to use this for an example is because she bought it eight months ago, and I haven't hung it yet. So... <laughs> I love you, babe. <laughs> so this door... Uh, it's it's nice. It's it's pretty. And I, what I want is for you guys to look at this. Sorry, people on the wings. You you know whatever. Uh, but <laughs> but you see what this door looks like from a specific angle. So Brad, I'm gonna pick on you for a second. You good with that? Cool. I want you to describe what you see when you see this door. Character. Character. Well, you're getting really spiritual, bro. That's. <laughs> I just meant like it's gray. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, give me give me more. Give me everything you see. Everything you see here. Used, okay? Imperfect. Imperfect, all right? It's gray. It's gray. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anything else? Hardware. Hardware, okay. Hinges, okay. Okay. Flowers. Flowers. There we go. Cool. All right. So, Brad described this door from the angle that he was able to see this door, correct? Correct. Okay. His position allowed him to see this door a specific way. So now, if I'm standing and you say, Carl, describe this door, say it. <laughs> that was actually pretty good. I'm gonna say, uh, you know, it's black. It it looks like somebody kind of halfway rolled it and then got tired at a certain point of rolling a three-foot-wide door. It's not even three feet. It's got some white along the edges. The door handle is white. I see three nail holes up at the top. Did I just describe what you can see? No. And I want you to know that I'm not lying. That's actually what it looks like on the back, which is probably why she's choosing to hang it on the other side. (laughs) This is the way it is with God and people. You see, your view of God and people is going to be the most complete when you see it through the lens of other people as well. Because you have different experiences than I do. God has revealed himself to you in different ways than he's revealed himself to me. You've seen people through a different light than I have seen people. And when we're able to come together as the body of Christ and and cast a wide net in our understanding of such things, you are going to help complete my view of God. When, When did we become... So arrogant, I guess, as if to say that my finite mind can define an infinite God. And so as you see God, as you and I read scripture and different things pop out to us because of the lens of our lives, we're able to then take that in and understand that God is so much bigger And if we're not careful, what we do is, you didn't see the door the way that I see it, how dare you? That's not God. That's not people. That's not the way that we should view it. But who's right? We were both right because we saw different angles and different views and had different experiences of the same God. Now, there's reference points, like this is a door, not an elephant. So if you start describing, like, oh, I see a trunk and there's a tail coming back, it's like, (laughs) you got to get some things checked, baby. (laughs) (laughs) You know, It's made of wood, not diamonds. If it was made of diamonds, I'd be carrying it off the stage right now, and I wouldn't come back. (laughs) (laughs) So there are certain reference points where we can't go totally off the reservations. That's what Scripture helps us understand. But your view of God, what you're passionate about, what you bring to the table as a believer... I cannot, must not, summarily dismiss because it's not my experience. Because it's not what I'm passionate about. Last week, Pastor Jim said this phrase, and it's good, man. He preached a good message. I don't like following that guy. (laughs) But he said, a person with a testimony is never at the mercy of a person with an agenda. And that's powerful. But what I want to key in on this morning what if, what if that person isn't the godless heathen that we paint them to be? What if that person with the agenda is a believer in Christ sitting across from you? What if that's the person that challenges your testimony? See, because we, we can paint that with the skeptic and the atheist. And we can say our testimony trumps that. But what happens when the criticism comes from the people right across the aisle from where you are? What happens then? And don't play coy. Those of you who are watching, you're watching online, you're watching through Facebook or something. Most of us are on some type of social media, correct? And we know what that landscape has been lately, where maybe you've been afraid of sharing your opinion on stuff over the last year. And let's not be naive enough to think that that's only because people that aren't believers are on there. Mm. Or maybe you have shared something and it's cost you. It's cost you friendships. It's cost you respect. You've gotten into arguments with family because you put who you voted for (laughs) People have different experiences with the Father. People have different views of people, and we cannot just push those things to the side and call them evil or call them bad without examining who they are, where they're coming from, and why they're coming from that place. Okay? One of God's great gifts, great gifts in helping us process problems of oppression, poverty, loneliness, injustice, and and celebrating victories and achievements and milestones and moments as the company of others. All of that, that helps us put all of this stuff in its proper perspective. And I, I think sometimes the... Temptation with Christianity is to kind of look at it and go, you know, if you're down in the dumps, if 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 you know if the the sink is just dripping and you can't find your keys. That's such a weird example. <laughs> that was all I was thinking of. It was like Carl, think of something bad. That was all. I but I'm serious. One of the most frustrating moments in the world is when you're like, I can't find these keys. You know, like just saying. If that's your only problem, you're living a dang good life. (laughs) (laughs) But that's sometimes the temptation with Christianity. But, you know, one of the most amazing things that we get to do and have is people that we get to celebrate with, right? I've got great news and I have to keep it to myself. And it's like, okay, I just got to tell you, you know, like it. It's not just about having people walk alongside of us when we're hurting. That's wonderful, and we should have that. But it's nice to have people walk alongside of us when we're celebrating victories and having successes. And we need people just as much then as we do when we're hurting. You were designed for people, a creature Of community, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, created you in his image to also be a creature of community. You were created by community to be community. You have to have that. Ecclesiastes chapter 4. I know there's a book called Ecclesiastes. All right. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor, For if either of them falls, the one will lift up his companion. But woe to the one who falls when there is not another to lift him up. Furthermore, if two lie down together, they keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? And if one can overpower him who is alone, two can resist him. A cord of three strands is not quickly torn apart. You need people. And you need people that don't think like you. You need people that love God and love him in a different way than you do. Because that's going to help you in times. That's going to help you in times where you don't understand how to process what's going on around you. You don't understand how to look through this other lens in life when something comes out of left field. Or you just got this huge victory and your header is in the clouds. And it's like, oh, baby, come on. (laughs) Come here. (laughs) We need that too. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Buckle up. Okay, we're going to get in it here. For the body is not one member but many. If the foot says, because I'm not a hand, I'm not a part of the body... It is not for this reason any the less a part of the body. And if the ear says, because I'm not an eye, I'm not part of the body, it is not for this reason any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole hearing would be the sense of smell, or where would the sense of smell be? But now God has placed the members, each one of them, in the body just as he desired For if they were all one member, where would the body be? But now there are many members, but one body. Many members, but one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Or again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, it is much truer that the members of the body, which seem to be weaker, are necessary. And those members of the body, which we deem less honorable... Key in here. You watching? Key in here. On those we bestow more abundant honor. And our less presentable members become much more presentable, whereas our more presentable members have no need of it. But God has so composed the body, giving more abundant honor to that member which lacked So that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all members suffer with it. If one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. We are a big, beautiful, diverse, diverse, diverse body of Christ. And the eye, because the eye, you know, like, seeing is important. We like that. But if the eyes, the one that sees, the the glamorous parts of the body, says to the part that maybe isn't so glamorous, we got a problem, because guess what? We can't walk without a foot. You can nowadays, but, you know, like, that's just... Every part plays its role. Every part helps make the body complete. And maybe if we spent more complementing each other instead of competing against each other, we'd be a little bit more effective. You have a role in the body of Christ, you have something to offer. You have something to bring to the table. Oh, Carl, you don't understand. I'm just a... ah. You're just a son or daughter of God who has something to bring to the table for the body of Christ. I'm going to go here this morning. We have seen people over the last several months have prominent roles in the body Fall. I think there are people out there all along that have been asking questions of the church. And sometimes because those questions make people uncomfortable, we dismiss them. When the reality is, That they see the Father and they see people through a different lens than you and I do sometimes. And maybe instead of dismissing those questions because they don't see things the way we see them, we should answer them. Because they're from a different view than I have. And sometimes we're going to answer the questions right. I love the organized church. I think the organized church is biblical. Acts chapter 6, people come to the disciples. Oh, my gosh, our our widows aren't being fed. Our widows aren't being given the things that they need. And the disciples go, we're not waiters and waitresses. We're not dealing with this stuff. And so they organize to begin to feed people. The organized church is born. Now, the problem is, when the organization stops serving the organism, the organization needs to always serve and lift up the organism. The organization, the system of church, needs to always push the organism of church to the Father. So I believe it's good And I believe it's biblical. And I believe that there are things that we do. I believe that the local church is the hope of the world, man. I believe we've done so much good. But that doesn't mean that we should summarily dismiss the questions of some of the bad. It means we should answer them and change where change needs to happen. But if I only see God through a certain lens and I refuse to allow anything else outside of that, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be that. Hey, guess what? It's okay for us to be asked uncomfortable questions. It's okay. And I believe, man, we got some great answers. But in the times that we don't, we make the changes. It's okay. It's okay to change a little. Not away from Scripture, even more towards it. Okay the body of Christ, and this church, as a result, man, I've had so many conversations with so many of you that have proved this. You're a big, beautiful, diverse body. You go. (laughs) It's beautiful. So many of you that have different ways of thinking about stuff. It's an entity that should be celebrated and explored, not pushed to the side. Again, you have amazing things to bring to the table for the body of Christ. And again, Carl, I'm just a Stop that. I know some of you are thinking that ridiculous. Stop it. You're not just a you're a I don't know what that means. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, I just, a little bit of me, uh, I, I don't know how well, we had new folks over the last year. So, you know, I, I'm, I, if I had to kind of quantify my story, you know, I'm a, I'm a son of multiple worlds um, while being a resident of one. Um, my mother's white, my father's black, I'm not Samoan. I know, I know. The amount of times, like I was, I walked into to. Uh, never mind. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I was born into poverty. My parents uh, brought us home, or brought me home, and uh, we lived in a condemned apartment building in the basement of it. And the, the there was a hole. It went all the way from the roof down three floors. So anytime it rained, snowed, everything like there'd be like a, you had to put something down to catch, whatever. And they worked their behinds off and became homeowners. And now I live in small town suburban America. <laughs> you know, I've I've seen these multiple worlds. The block that I grew up on back in Philadelphia. Um, yeah, I mean, that's another thing. Like, I, I grew up in the inner city, and, you know, I, I moved to the middle of nowhere when I went to college and moved even, I, like, if there was even more of a middle of nowhere when I moved here, and then, <laughs> like, we were in, like, Bumble, Howell, you know, and then moving to Fenton, so I feel like, sorry if you're from Howell, I, <laughs> yeah, <Carly. laughs> you know, though, you know. <laughs> So I I feel like, and, and if you're honest, you have too, I feel like all of these different experiences in life have come together to form this diverse thought process that is my mind. And all of those things subject to kingdom culture because my kingdom culture always supersedes every other culture that I exist within, but does not dismiss those cultures Puts them into perspective. So, your experiences, all the things that have come together to make you you, if I dismiss that stuff, if I dismiss my race, if I dismiss the fact that I was born and raised in an urban environment, if I, like part, part of me is robbed, and it's the same with you, and it's the same with the body if we dismiss these different parts of us that we don't like, if we dismiss the different parts of the body that make me feel, ah, we rob ourselves of beautiful moments. We rob ourselves of beautiful journeys together. We rob ourselves of having the most complete picture of the Father and of people that we could possibly have. You aren't you without weighing multiple points of view. I said, weighing and you won't be a better you and dare I say it, a more godly you without deliberately continuing to do that. Some of you in here, Steve, you over there still? Can't really see, yeah, that guy, If I'm in trouble, I'm calling that guy (laughs) because that guy, and there's people along those back walls that do security and sitting on the edges and all of that good stuff, those people care about protection. And if I go, ah, (laughs) we don't need warriors like that. Of course we do. Or this person that's passionate about evangelism, passionate about prayer, and I go, oh my gosh, that is all they talk about. This is getting on my nerves. We need that person. We need them. Or this person that is happy all the time. I am a mixed guy. I'm biracial. And the amount of texts and messages and lunches that I was able to have with people because an officer put his knee on the neck of a black man I could help put things into perspective but you won't know that until you actually get to know the people around you why? because you see God differently than I do Romans 12 for just as we have many members in one body and all the members do not have the same function so we who are many are one body in Christ and individually members one of another Since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, each of us is to exercise them accordingly. If prophecy, according to the proportion of his faith, if service, in his serving, or he who teaches in his teaching, or he who exhorts in his exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness, I don't care what your gift is. For the love of God, start doing it. Start helping this body. And I'm I'm even talking about FCC here specifically. But I mean the body of Christ as a whole as well. Let's start helping each other cast the widest net that we have so that the 13,000 people in this community come to know Christ. Oh, but Carl, I'm just a... Oh my gosh, I wish you'd stop thinking that. <laughs> I know you. I know some of you still are. You have so much to offer. And it doesn't matter that you think differently than I do. You have so much to offer. A person with a testimony is never at the mercy of a person with an agenda. I'm going to mix that a little and say that a person with a testimony will always move forward the agenda of Christ. Your experiences with the Father, how you view people through the lens of the Father, those testimonies and those experiences, when we pull them together within the body of Christ, will always move the kingdom forward. Always. Always. Oh, yeah. That's all I got for you this morning. Um, you're amazing. You have something to offer. I don't mean for this to be one of those cheesy self-help bull crap. You know, like that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about what you're passionate about. experiences that you've had with the father when you bring those to the table for the body it pushes forward the kingdom pushes forward the kingdom and we have to embrace the differences of how each other thinks in order to do that most effectively if you're sitting in these seats today and you're like I have no idea what you're talking about (laughs) You know, this this kingdom stuff, this God stuff. If you're watching online, you're thinking the same thing. You know, twenty twenty something years ago, at this point, I was on the computer lab floor of Liberty University, being led to Christ, which was weird because I was actually in college as a biblical studies major. (laughs) But the interesting thing is it's not about God making you go from a bad person to a good person. It's the work of Christ making you go from a dead person to an alive person. His death, his burial, his resurrection gave you an opportunity to be reconciled with him. Sin and and death broke that. And he gives us, through the work of Christ, the opportunity to go from dead in our trespasses and sin to alive in Christ. And if you want that this morning, man, that's so readily available to you. Readily available to you so that you can become a part of a big, beautiful, diverse body that has what's, that pushes forward what God wants, which is the best for everyone. Stand to your feet. A little later than I wanted to be. Sorry, Jared, you're just out here like playing, you know? I f- sometimes you guys wanna like get revenge and have us do, it. like you just come here and we just talk and you're like, Be-be-. never mind, I'm getting away from it now. <laughs> sure how to fully land this plane except to say that if you walk away from this morning saying